Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023, and this is day 2044 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you above everyone else and everything else. You are the ultimate. You are our Abba Father. And without you, we can do nothing. So we thank you so much, Lord, for giving us your breath of life and equipping us to go forth and do all that you've given us for this day. I thank you for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is people-pleasing can lead to destruction. People-pleasing can lead to destruction. We're coming out of Mark chapter 6, verses 14 through 29. Mark 6, verse 14 through 29. We're going to talk about somebody that did not care about what anybody thought but God. (laughs) And that is John the Baptist. It says, King Herod heard about this, for Jesus's name had become well known. Some were saying, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead and that it that that is why miracle miraculous powers are at work in him others said he is elijah and still others claimed he is a prophet like one of the prophets of a long of long ago but when herod heard this he said john whom i beheaded has been raised from the dead for herod For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. So it was a sin. It was absolutely a sin to God for Herod to marry his brother's wife. He, they, you know, that, and I mean, the wife was still married to the brother. <laughs> and so it says, for John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted him, wanted to kill him. But she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, He was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guest. The king said to the girl, ask me for anything you want and I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. Now, my commentary says he didn't even own a king. He didn't even own the kingdom. I mean, how 
How could he? But he's basically letting us know how much uh, he would give to her. It says, as a ruler under Roman authority, Herod had no kingdom to give. <laughs> the offer of half his kingdom was Herod's way to say that he would give Herodias' daughter almost anything she wanted. So that's what he was saying. She went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once, the girl hurried in to the king with the request. I want, I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guest, he did not want to refuse her. Because once the king <clears throat> used that signet ring to make an oath, he could not reverse it. Uh, and then furthermore, it sounds like he was more concerned about what other people thought. He was more embarrassed, uh, even though it came to a life and a life of a person that he respected and liked to listen to uh, and honored because he was a holy man of God. But he did not. He gave in. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in the prison and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. On hearing of this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid him and laid it in a tomb. Quite heartbreaking, but listen, we don't need our full body. Um, this earthly body is going to go back to the dirt. We don't need it to, to inherit eternal life. Uh, as I said, this body will go back to the dust from whence it came and our spiritual man and our soul will go to be with the Lord if you're saved. And that's where John went immediately. But just to see that, unbelievable. Or hear about it, I should say. Point number one, have you ever heard the term, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything? Like John, we too will need to take a stand for what is right according to God's word rather than trying to do things to please others just to fit in, to be accepted, not wanting to rock the boat. I know that one of the biggest holidays in the world is coming up next week, and that's Halloween. This holiday is based upon fear, witchcraft, and glorifying Satan. No matter how we try to camouflage it, it is evil. Whether we dress up as nice characters or, or give candy out from a trunk of a car rather than from our house, it still doesn't change the fact that it's not of God. So often we compromise on this because we don't want to let our children down. I was once there, <laughs> believe me. Uh, but when we look at it from God's perspective, we're lifting God up and teaching our children a great lesson about God's love when we take a stand against worldly standards and cling to God's word. I'll never forget when I first shifted on Halloween, when I learned what it was all about and, you know, how it is truly Satan's holiday uh, behind the scenes. We, you know, what we see is all the old trick-or-treat and I'm going to get something great. Well, the history of it, and, I'm, and I won't go into all that, but that, you know, once there was a lady that um, that 
what her family was into witchcraft and she came and she shared with our church many years ago uh, about what happens on that day and sacrifices happen and 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 killing of, of children and how um, this woman was telling us how they were Wiccans, which was witches and and they're real. Uh, they don't necessarily look like the witches that we see, you know, like those creepy looking people. No, not at all. She said these people that would come to her parents' house look like they were doctors and lawyers and all kind of regular folks. And and then on Halloween, uh, it it was a ritual that they would do and it was it was sacrificing and uh of things uh and sometimes of people. But in her case it was also uh rape uh that took place. Uh she is a child being uh, molested and used by the people, the men, and even her brother. It was devastating to hear in this story that this woman, and she was on a mission to, it was like a ministry that God had given her to go around and share, you know, whoever would open the door to let her, whatever churches to let her hear about what it was really about and how evil and dark it was. And, and she was able to get out of it, you know, as she uh, became an adult and uh, was able to escape the evil atrocities of of this horrible um, of witchcraft and all the things that were done and how Halloween was uh, one of Satan's, or Satan, well, not one of, but Satan's largest holiday that they used to do evil. So to be, um, we need to be, uh, faithful to God's word, we must stand up against what is morally wrong and evil. When my kids were younger, after I learned about the Lord and and I just, you know, knew in my spirit, you know, that it wasn't right. And even our church, we did things for a while. And then after a while, it just stopped. I believe that, you know, our pastor and, and, and wife, you know, got an awakening, you know, and, and we all get an awakening in certain things in our lives. And so this is not to shame you or judge you, but it's something to help you to open your eyes and search for yourself and ask God to show you. Uh, but I took a stand. Uh, there was a day um, when uh, the teacher told my daughter to write a story about a ghost, you know, and so this is being, you know, even, um, you know, uh, put on our children in school to write a story about a ghost. And my daughter came home and she knew she was probably in about the second or third grade. And she knew what we stood for. She knew about God. And, and she said, mom, my teacher wants me to write about a ghost, but I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And uh, she may have been in the third or fourth grade. And so I said, you know what? <clears throat> you can write about a different ghost. You can write about the Holy Ghost. I think that's how it came up. I can't remember if she said it or I said it. But anyway, she said, okay. And so she wrote about the Lord. She wrote about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and the teacher just didn't quite know how to take it and thought, oh, okay. And uh, started asking me permission if it's okay for her to celebrate other her birthday and things like that. I'm like, absolutely. She just can't. We're not into Halloween. That's not our thing. We don't do Halloween. Uh, point number two. <laughs> so... How do we take a stand against something that we know is wrong? First, start with praying to God for his wisdom. You know, Lord, show me, 
you know, how, how to deal with this, how to move forward. What do I do? How do I uh, tell others? Second, pray for courage. It takes courage. You know, God told Joseph more than once, be strong and courageous because you're going to lead these people after Moses had died. You're going to lead these over 2 million or so people. And it's going to take some courage. (laughs) It's going to take strength in the Lord to take a stand because there's a lot of things that will happen, you know, that you're going to have to go against the people if they're doing wrong and take a stand for what is right. Third, then then you're able to boldly, courageously, and courageously speak out against those things that don't line up with God's word, with wisdom, as the Holy Spirit leads you. And fourth, be a follower of Jesus Christ with strength, moving mountains by faith and overcoming your enemy in love. And that's what John the Baptist did. John preached the truth for the love of God. You know, he was, he paved the way for Jesus. He was the one crying out in the wilderness. And he was that weird dude that everybody said, he dressed so funny. He's got, he's eating locusts and honey. And, you know, he, he don't look like the part, but man, oh man, did God have an anointing on his life. And many, many people repented. That was his message. Repent. Uh, you know, it, the time is is near and you need to repent and accept the Lord, the one that is coming after me. So his season was up. And however our season is up, whatever we're doing, I was talking to a friend yesterday. She was saying her time is up in a particular journey she was going through. It's a new season that you may be alive and go through in the next season or or your next season might be transitioning to be with the Lord, whatever that is. Be obedient and yield to God and do what he's called you to do. I'll never forget there was this gentleman that used to come to the church when we did outreach on 21st and Prospect. And and he had a heavy drug issue. uh, And he would come, though, and get the word. And and he would say, you know what? This was before they built the police station on 27th and Prospect. And before that, lots of people would hang out on that corner and do drugs. And, you know, there's prostitution trafficking being taking place. And and uh, <clears throat> a lot of things. People would just sit up along that. It was a wall. And people would sit along that wall and, you know, get high and do the things they did, you know. And uh, it was well known in the community. And that's where he would hang out. And he said, I, I just got to stop hanging out on the spec is what he would call it, the spec. And, uh, you know, and I remember my mom talking to him like, you need to or else it's going to kill you. Because every time he would just get worse and worse and you know you could see it in his face and then he would come and get the word and he loved getting the word and and then years went by and and they had um I'm trying to think if they had already built that police department up there by the time you know we didn't see him for a while we saw him he looked really bad I mean he was crunched over he could hardly walk it was like he was and he wasn't an old man either but the streets and the drugs had just really got the best of him. And, uh, excuse me, he said, I am, I'm done. Basic, basically, sorry, I've got the hiccups with the streets, you know, and he said, but I've got a really bad disease now. And, uh, it is horrific. He had gangrene in his personal parts. And he said, it is excruciating. And, you know, we didn't, down him. We didn't judge him. We just said, you know what? God loves you. 
you know, something like that encouraged him along. And, you know, um, we were grateful that he was delivered from from that. We, you know, hate that it took all that it took. But you know what? Sometimes we will go through a lot because we're not willing uh, to yield totally to the Lord at the time when God has been get, trying to get our attention. And we wait until we're some people are on their deathbed from the things that they allow to corrupt their lives and before yielding to God. But you know what? We're grateful that you yield to the Lord. But I'm telling you now, if you got breath, you got breath in you right now, if you're listening <laughs> and, and God is showing you some things and it may not be Halloween. That may not be an issue for you. It might be something else. Whatever that is that God is showing you, saying to stop compromise with the world, take heed immediately and stop and do what God is saying because he's saving you from destruction that's on the other side of that, uh, whatever he's telling you on the other side of, let's just imagine a wall on that other side is destruction. But if you follow God and do it his way, there are blessings uh, insurmountable that you can't even begin to count. And God has plans for your life. So get busy doing what God's called you to do and take a stand boldly against that which is not right. Even though people might get mad at you, so what? People are going to get mad at you no matter what, right? (laughs) We must stop compromising our destiny in order to fit in the world. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate right there. The angels in heaven are rejoicing because of you. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human and sex trafficking awareness, and DIY projects, teaching them how to do minor household repairs. We are so grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you for all of your support and your prayers and your donations. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.